When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Morning everyone, three minutes past seven, we're live here at Kia Hobart for our outside broadcast this morning. Looking forward to seeing you all come down and have a bowl at uh, the former test captain Tim Payne who's alongside me. Morning Payne. Hey Breno, how are you? Good morning everyone. Looking good here isn't it? We've got the, it's the a nice setup rolled out, it's a very green deck. Green deck, a little bit shorter than I would like Brent, but um, look cricket's more entertaining when wickets are falling, so hopefully... People of Hobart roll in, roll the arm over, and I'll do my best to not give away too many prizes. You're batting this morning, but I faced a few balls from you before, and yep. pleased to say I survived all four or five of them. Yeah, you so, did. Yeah, no, you've good. come a long way since this show started, that's for sure. Yeah. And from the, you know, the infamous delivery that you bowled, we still want you to get back on the horse today. I know your confidence has taken a beating when you bowled that ball to mid-off when you were aiming, <laughs> obviously, 20 metres that way. But <laughs> today, I think, it's a big day for not just our show, having our first outside broadcast but for Brent Costello to get back on the bike and mm. roll the arm over. Not sure about that Tim, we'll see how we go this morning. Love to hear from you this morning though, we've got plenty to talk about AFL finals week two begins tonight to get us on the Kia Tassie open line 1300 42 15 33 Hobart Kia movement that inspires text us as well 0437 552 and get us on social media at SEN Tassie What are we texting in about? Are we, I don't I think maybe the board. What do people out there think of the board? And was there anyone that we missed that could have been a part of the, the new AFL team board? 60-odd applications they had, mm. so whittled down to eight. Cause maybe Grant one of them could ring in. One Ooh. of the 60. If, if you're <laughs> upset about the process and you didn't get picked, let us know about it. Absolutely. Let us know on the Kia Tassie were, open line. Were you one of the 60, Brent? No, I wasn't, Tim. Okay. I can confirm I did not apply okay. to be on the board. All so. right. There. Now let's get into the preamble. What about the feedback? Actually, let's start. Let's start with this because we're here today, and you've been driving the beautiful Kia around for a long time I now, have. and enjoying it immensely. I know yep. that. Drive you know, magazine car of the year, the Kia Sportage, Brent. Leaving the keys in, in there in the ignition, so people can take it for a spin if they see the SEN Kia around. Well, I have parked semi-illegally. I didn't check it off. I've just sort of parked <laughs> inside the main gate here at Kia. Uh, as you come down Campbell Street, you will see the beautiful Kia Sportage. I can confirm that the keys are in the ignition. So if anyone wants to take it for a, a, uh, a drive this morning, come in, give us your licence, and you can take it for a spin. Very good. Test drive. Uh, <laughs> now, it was funny this morning because, uh, you know, you want to get a new Kia, I'll get your old Kia, and Hammer has said he'll get, he'll get a key ring. Well, I think that's fair. That. <laughs> I don't even know if he's worthy of that at the minute. Big Hammer, he won't get on. We set him up this morning here, didn't we? He can have a headset and come on yes. on air, but he wants to keep building this mystique he does. of the Hammer time. <laughs> he does. Now, we're here all morning till 9 o'clock. You can come down and have a bowl to Tim Payne, the former Australia Test captain. You've got some, we've got some prizes here too that you've... Yeah. generously brought in? Oh, yeah, I think I've brought a few of my own stuff in. I've got some kookaburra bats. I've got some books that we can sign. Um, there obviously is only probably three or four left because 
they've sold out everywhere, Brent, so I kept those ones. They are like hen's teeth. <laughs> We've also got um, Gabe Bell from the Tassie Tigers, Mitch Owen from the Tassie Tigers, Scott Barnes, uh, GM of the Hobart Hurricanes, is coming down. So they're going to bring down, you know, cap shirts, plenty of giveaways. So if you are on your way to school this morning and you want a free cap or some tickets to the Hurricanes or just bowl bounces at me, which some people might want to, come down to Kia Hobart and give it a crack. And see the people starting to come in now, which is very exciting, Tim. Well, first applicants. Yes, I like start it. to limber up. Now, we spoke about your days as a, a footballer on Monday's show. Got some enormous feedback. Did we? Well, not, not really, but I, I was still generally shocked that you played a senior game for Clarence, which you oh, did. I can't believe that. As you said at the time, you pride yourself on being across most things Tasmanian sport. Well, let, you've, yeah. you've missed a huge one. I'll let myself I've actually, I was thinking on the way in, too, because I did see that we were, we were going to maybe go to some social media feedback on my senior game at Clarence, but it wasn't actually the only senior game of footy I played, and I think the preamble's not a bad forum to discuss my other one. I've heard this story a couple of years ago, but I can't remember it blow by blow, so looking forward well, to hearing it again, because I, I remember it, was, it is a beauty. So we were at, um, at the Cricket Academy. Obviously, they, they hand-picked the national selectors, the, the next crop of young cricketers coming up, and, and you go up to Brisbane and you live for six months. Now, at the time, we'd moved the academy from, from Adelaide, where it always was, to Brisbane. And when we got up there, the housing situation wasn't ready to go so what they did wisely was put us in a university mm -hmm. and we lived in with the students um didn't get off to the smoother start either by the way the cricketers and the students but we had a bit of a bond at one stage when the footy season started so we would drive down it was our obviously a day off for us we'd take a, probably a six pack maybe a couple more open up the back of the van park on the fence and watch the footy mm -hmm. go for the griffith gladiators we're trying to build a bit of spirit amongst the university and like the cricketers it. yep so we went down, um, and at one stage a guy came over and said, oh, do any of you guys play footy? And if, as you know, if you ask a cricketer <laughs> if they play footy, they tell you how good they are. So we were like, oh, absolutely, mate, he was this, George Bailey did this, Adam Voges was this. <laughs> and they said, well, would you like a game? And we're like, oh, yeah, wouldn't mind a game. And they said, well, come and train during the week. So a few of the boys who went down trained Tuesday, Thursday, thought we'd have a kick in the twos. Well, lo and behold, we've been named in the ones. <laughs> So there was myself, uh, Adam Voges, who's played Test Cricket, coaches WA and Australia at the moment, George Bailey, national selector. Uh, Former Tassie representative in footy too. Absolutely. Uh, Jason Crazer, Doug Bollinger, uh, a and a few other guys, but they mm -hmm. were probably the... Uh, Travis Burt, mm -hmm. Tasmanian. Now, obviously, we're all contracted cricketers at this stage, and this is not allowed. No, it's you not. You cannot do this. Goodness so, me. again, showed the strength of our team that it, we kept it in-house. Anyway, Saturday rolls around. I'm a bit nervous. I'm going to, don't want to get injured. How are we going to get? How are we going? How is this going to go down? If we get injured, someone does a knee mm. playing football, and we haven't told anyone. Dangerous. And so the boys just said, "Just don't worry about that. We'll just go down and have some fun." So we got down there, did the warm up. We've got no footy boots. <laughs> so as the reserves are coming off, twelve of our team run out. The seven or eight <laughs> cricketers wait in the change rooms while the reserves come in. Say, oh, "Has anyone got size tens? Anyone got size twelves? I wasn't too concerned about size. I just wanted the look. So I yeah. said, has anyone got white boots? I just went to the bloke with white boots and said, I'll have them. Went out and played. Five minutes into the first quarter, I've kicked two goals, one. And <laughs> I'm thinking, this is, it's party time. I'm going to kick 12 and talk about this for years. Anyway, we kick a goal. There's a bit of a scuffle. 
Oh, no. I trot in to the scuffle to try and break it up. Doug Bollinger's is right in the mix of it. <laughs> and I reach out to grab Doug, and as I go to grab Doug, one of the opposition grabs him before me and swings him back, like at pace. And Dougie's bald melon, which looks a lot like yours, <laughs> yes. hits me right on oh, the nose. Oh, no. Splattered. Oh, no. Broken beak five minutes into the game. Went off the ground. Didn't have my licence at the time. Drove home. Oh, That's how upset I was. I thought my career, career was done. So anyway, we kept that in-house. I had surgery. Uh, Without on telling like anyone. Tuesday. You know, we said we went and had markings up. Just had a kick-to-kick. Because kick, yeah. like, we did a lot in our breaks. Kick yeah. the footy. And we just said that one of the boys went to spoil and, and collected me. So... Cricket Australia paid for the surgery. I had a week or two off up in Brisbane and then got back into it. And no one said a word of this until years later. That's now it. we tell the coaches and stuff about it. But, yeah, so that was my other story. Five minutes into the, the next senior game was a broken nose, um, surgery, everything. And we kept it hush-hush. That is extraordinary. Extraordinary And stuff. some of the players in that team, there was three or four test cricketers that came out of that. Amazing. What, so what league is that? I don't know, it must be the universities of Queensland, something like that, like right. an old scholars kind of league. Yeah, okay. Um, and the interesting thing was they had literally not won a game for like two years, the well, Griffith Gladiators. Clearly didn't have enough players if yeah. they brought in and six changes. For that block when we were up there of eight weeks, they won six in a row. <laughs> and one of the cricketers was best on ground every uh, week. That's outstanding. So it was one of, it was one of those times you look back, it was amazing. It was so much fun. George Bailey was just racking up possessions like you've not seen. He was getting 45 or 50 every Saturday. <laughs> Adam Voges was floating across half-back like, um, like Luke Hodge. Outstanding. Uh, Jason Crazier wasn't much chop, and Dougie Bollinger was one of the worst ruckmen you've ever seen. But uh, as I said, we, we found a way to win. But my Griffith Gladiator career... Five minutes. I love it. Broken beak. Big Mitchie Owens just walked in and gave Bell. Well, look at so him. look at the, look big at boy. the two big boys here just to take you on, which is going to be outstanding. A couple of texts in here on the Kia Tassie open line. Good morning, SEN Tassie team. Can you please ask from the task force board member, what can we expect the date for Macquarie Point project plans released? Thank you for your text, George. Hey, Tim and Brent, the Penniston boys are on the way. Watch out, Pony. Thanks for your text. And have you guys been bumped off-site because the great Kane Corns is in town? And are you guys the B team? Is he in our studio? No, I don't think so. Is he coming down later for the uh, He's coming to Bill Bowl, yeah. yeah, he's here for Billy's lunch today. Right. Are you hosting that? I am hosting that. Okay. Looking forward to talking to Bill actually to listen to. Are you interviewing him or are you letting him <laughs> No, he wants a Q&A. Go? He wants Does a Q&A. Like I did with you. All right, are you going to hit Master him with anything? Hard hitters. Are you going to ask him? Or you tend to get a bit soft in front of the big names. Do I? You go after politicians, no, but sportsmen, you, you panic a little bit. No, we're in behind closed doors, so you can be you know, a little bit freer, can't you, with your answers? Uh, well, speak a lot. You how many people are going? Good. I think about five or 600. That's not closed doors. Mm, okay. Oh, what else we got to talk about, Tim? Well, Renault, I think we've got probably a bigger topic. We probably took a bit long there. What we really want to talk about today, and you have pushed me and pushed me on this all week. What? Is can you please bring up the fact that Caro tried to claim <laughs> yeah. an exclusive with the Jack Rewald appointment when you spoke about it some four weeks ago? Oh, look, we, we broke the story about that, but the exclusive part of Caro's yarn was she spoke to Jack, which we didn't. So I can see why exclusive was slapped on that, Tim. No need to get no, petty about it. No, you can't. You've been filthy about this all week. And no, this is, you need to own it. No, you, I were, you've been, you, you wanted to turn Caro's arrow back around <laughs> on it. And here's your opportunity to do it. Well, I think Hammer's pulled together some audio. Let's play that. Now I've got something on what might be next for Jack. Chop this out, Hammer, and keep this 
as a receipt. I've heard he will become the first official employee of the new Tasmanian AFL club. And I think it would be more of a role where he goes around yep. and sort of spruiks it, I suppose, okay. across the state and gets support for the team. There you go, Tim. Wow. And that is literally his job description. You nailed it. Mm-hmm. So what I want to know is, who told you? Because <laughs> what's not a great sign, I'm telling you, from a sporting organisation is a leak. And we no. see it all the time. I and know. I want to know who inside the AFL team, new board, the task force, don't know who else. I'll tell you what I'll tell you. Who leaked this out? No chance I'm telling you. Right. Mm. You're going to be like that. Mm-hmm. So the team and the trust... I'll and, tell you and off with air. our listeners that I we want to give. Air. Uh, if you tell me off air, I'm going to tell our listeners. Hang on. What about what the other day when I sent you a text and said, "Who's on the board, Tim? Can't tell. Sworn to secrecy. Didn't know. Back at you, my friend. Didn't know. Back at, oh, you did so. You did so. I said, if you guess them, another <laughs> <the> story. <laughs> are we here at Kia this morning? We'd love to see you come down. The Hurricanes boys and the Tigers boys are here. Tim Payne's here. We've got lots to get through. In all seriousness, hey, Brent, that that was a great get. Thank you, Tim. And you nailed it, and it went viral on social media because your description of it was spot on and it's come out that that's exactly what he's doing. And we can't wait to talk to him about it later on. Yeah, well, Jack will join us later in the show, which is going to be really exciting. We might ask him. He, he can decide which was the exclusive, yep. Tim. You can throw that to the great Maybe man. there's another thing for our listeners. What do you want to ask Jack Rewell? Definitely text us in on the Kia Tassie open line. What would you like to ask Jack later in the show? 0437 552 is our text line or get us on social media at SEN Tassie. We are off to a break. On the other side of it, we preview the big finals starting tonight, of course, at the MCG between Melbourne and Carlton. And that's next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Oh, Andy Ma on the, the blues call there. What do you Payne? think of that concept? I love it. I it's a great idea. Yeah. Remember Press Red for Ed back in the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox Woody? Geez, you've got to be a proper team <laughs> nuffy, though, don't you? <laughs> to listen to that, because you're not getting a lot. I mean, I only heard the highlights, and there was yeah. a bit of a snippet on um, social media as well. And they were just basically just barracking, weren't they? And they've got the Melbourne call as well as the Carlton one tonight, too, for the big game, of course, at the MCG. So and will Murray just be doing the blues? I imagine so, yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. We have a sports update now. Thanks to Irrigear to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Melbourne has brought back Adam Tomlinson, James Jordan and Charlie Spargo for tonight's do-or-die semi-final clash against Carlton. Angus Brayshaw and Jacob Van Royen are out through concussion and suspension, respectively, while Michael Hibbert has been omitted and announced his retirement during the week as well. Two-time All-Australian ruck Brody Grundy has again been left on the sidelines. We're not Blue. surprised, though, are we, no, Grant? not surprised. You can't be meeting with other clubs and then expect a game. I'm the, sorry. <laughs> for the Blues, Matthew. Kennedy and last week's sub Jesse Motlop come into the starting 22 for Jack Martin who's suspended of course and Harry Mackay with concussion beloved utility Jack Silvani was ruled out after the Blues deemed him not match fit enough for a cutthroat fall that's extraordinary isn't it well, what's, not match he, fit. What's, what's, the, what's he mean by that not well I don't know this, in this day and age it's all that sports science they'd be, he'd have his um, what's that thing they put on their backs the GPS, GPS unit yes. he'd have his numbers that he'd need to hit I mean it's I've seen a little bit in cricket. It's not as prevalent with the batters, but certainly with bowlers. If you haven't got 
a certain amount of balls at a certain amount of, a certain speed or mm. you, you're not ready to play, they won't he take a risk. He hasn't played since round a, 17. Yeah, so he's, he's clearly, they don't want to carry a player in who can't do the job mm, exactly. and be found wanting in a final. That update was thanks to Irrigear. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Who, who, do you, who do, I like the Blues, actually. <sighs> well, I don't like them. I'd rather them win. Yeah, I've, had a, bit I, of a, I've had a bit of enough of Melbourne the mm. last couple of weeks, to be fair. Yeah, it's been an interesting reaction to the, the Brayshaw stuff, hasn't yeah. it? I think. I, I feel a bit sorry for Brad Maynard. Because if he didn't go around and try and check in on, on Brayshaw, etc. Yeah, I think Max smacked. Gorn cleared that up, though. It wasn't like it was reported. <laughs> he cleared that up the other day on Triple M. Yeah, but was it truthful? What did he say exactly? Well, he said that, well, I think it was reported like when they got there, they walked out of the room. He said it wasn't mm. like that. He said we weren't not best friends, but it wasn't. Yeah, okay. You know, but I just think but the whole club, and, and I get where they're coming from with Brayshaw's concussions, and it's, it's horrible. Mm. No, we don't no, want to see absolutely. that. He's a terrific player, um, loved player, and we don't want to see anyone suffer from that, particularly mm. someone who's had a history of it. But it was clearly not on purpose, and no. accidents happen in the game of footy. And I found it really interesting during the week when they cut up some of Simon Goodwin's work comparing something back in about round nine, I think, and he was talking about, oh, football act, and mm. he's clearly only going for the ball, and if we're going to rub people out for that, we're pulling away at the yep. fabric of the game. Yep. To then last week, oh, he left the ground, he yeah. made contact with the head, that has got to be dealt with. It's like, mate, you can't have your cake and eat it mm. when it suits. Yep. That's what I didn't like, and I thought the whole week they were sort of pushing to try and get... Maynard rubbed out Absolutely, for, for something that was an accident that's going to happen on footy fields all the time. Yep, couldn't agree Unfortunate, more. Unfortunate, absolutely, and we hope Angus Brayshaw is good to go as soon as possible and it doesn't affect his, his career long term. 100%, that's the main part of all this, to make sure he's okay. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm with you, I'd love to see Carlton win tonight, it'd be great for footy. At their, yeah, that's the where I'm more coming from. Up and about. Absolutely. It's great for the game. Imagine Collingwood Carlton grand final. I mean, as much as you'd hate it, you'd love it. It would be amazing. It would. We've said it. I said it six, seven weeks ago. I, I love when the big Melbourne clubs are up and about this time of year because it just feels different. When Richmond were rolling, yep. it just it felt different. Now Collingwood are rolling. Hopefully, um, Carlton or Melbourne will go through to the next one. So the big clubs are thereabouts. Obviously, the Bombers are sliding a little bit, Brent, but that's okay. Other games fascinating too tomorrow night, isn't it? Over at the Adelaide Oval, Port Adelaide and GWS. A bit of pressure on the power to get this done. There is a hard place to go and win, though, for some reason, with the crowd and um, obviously Port play well there, comfortable at the Adelaide Oval, but the Giants, the last few weeks, they've been sensational, really. Well, the last month, six, seven weeks, they've been nearly unstoppable at times. I was talking to Jordan Silk during the week. Yep. He reckons they can win it. The grand final, the Giants. Jordan Silk. <laughs> is he, does he go for them now? Or is he, no, I've got photos of Jordan Silk in his teenage years at the SCG with Sydney Swans kit on. Is that right? Yes. No, he's a big so I can't, I can't take him seriously when he talks about footy Jordan Silk anymore. <laughs> I'll get the photo well, for you. The that. two people sitting side by side, I'll put it on social media today, are Pat Cummins and Jordan Silk as teenagers really? in their Sydney Swans jumpers with the big pom-poms, oh, the big ones, really? the big shaky ones on the stick. <laughs> Please and send now he tries through. to pretend he's the bloody number one ticket holder of the Giants. Please send it's it through. That would be outstanding. Hey, but no, I like the Giants. Yes. I really do like the Giants. Yep. I thought the power, as I said, I thought they were in the game last week up until halftime and looked okay. But, boy, they fall away in the second half. And the, it feels like they're slowing and the Giants are, are peaking at the right time. 
What about your man during the week, Brandon Zirk Thatcher? He wants to go to Port Adelaide. Yeah, he's a bit of movement during the week. Too. Yeah, I'm not, not too upset about that, no. to be honest. Um, Sounds like Brody Grundy to Sydney now. Yeah. Sydney, well. Port. No, Port, Port ruled, him, ruled out. Yeah, you know. I think he's not going to Port. That's but Sydney. sure, so someone, he's under contract, so Swans have got to get that deal done. Yeah. So they're, they're, he's going to request a trade, and that is his preferred option. Yep. Melbourne have been pretty strong all season saying he's a part of their future plans. But they have to at this stage. We've had this discussion. They don't have they to. They can't come out and say, no, we made a mistake at round 17, can they? You have to wait to the end of the season and go, yep, okay. How long did they sign him for? What was the deal? How many got that there? It's another three years, isn't it? it was a, yeah, it was, a, it was a while. And as they've said, Max Gorn's what, 33? So in two years, or next year even, he becomes their number one ruck at some stage. You're not just going to trade on an all-Australian ruckman Mm. after well, he's been at the club for nine months and yeah. it hasn't quite worked. There's no sniffies at Melbourne next year. Okay. Hammer, cut this out, keep it as a receipt. <laughs> All right. We'll come back to it during the trade period. Hey, we're down here at uh, Kia this morning and you can get us on the Kia Tassie open line 0437 552 535 is our text number. Few in here. BT does a biased pies call every time he calls That's one of their games. That's a sensational call and he does it live on Channel 7. <laughs> at least the Blues have got their own <laughs> channel. Exactly. That's brilliant. Uh, hi, Brent and Tim. Why have the Tassie under-18 Devils playing a prelim in Victoria? We finished on top and won our first final. The prelim should be in Tassie. Well, yeah. we've talked about this. Well, the first final was also in Melbourne, wasn't it? It was. So and, and I, I don't I, get it. I, I know check. we did. No, yeah. so who's, who's texting in? We've got a name there? I double because checked during the recruiters, the week. it's easier for the recruiters all to get to Melbourne than it is to come to it's, Tassie. That's 100% right. What it's, a joke. But, Tim, maybe a few would fly down. Maybe you'd get four or five, but you wouldn't get all of them fly down. But that's their so own why fault. So why not give them the opportunity to perform in front of all these recruits? I know it's not the Tassie boys' fault. I agree. I think it should be here too, but I'm just telling you what I've been told. It's a flawed competition, Brent. That was from Scott and Bonceston. Thanks I mean, for your text. We'll win it anyway, but that's yeah. not the point. I've got to get to new sport and weather. We're down here, though, at Kia in Hobart. Come along and have a bowl to the former test skipper, Tim Payne. We're back after this to talk racing with Matty Reid. Welcome back to SEN Tassie Breakfast. We're here at Kia in Hobart for our outside broadcast this morning. Come down and have a battle bowl to the former test skipper, Tim Payne. But now we switch our attention to racing and foster or adopt a greyhound today. GapTaz.com.au from Taz Racing. Matty Snap rejoins us. G'day, Snapper. Morning, fellas. How are you going? Going well, mate. Going well. Uh, how is Winburn Honey gone in yesterday's SA Oaks final? Okay, Breno. It wasn't the result that we were after. Uh, she, she finished fifth in the Oaks final. She stepped terribly from the boxes and copped a little bit of interference. She actually did a, a really, really good job to finish as close as she did, a, a closing fifth. There was a consolation prize for, for Ben Englund on that program last night. The other dog he took to South Australia for the Derby, Winburn Dozer, actually won the race beforehand. So we did get a winner in South Australia last night. It, it just wasn't the big one that we were after. But she certainly lives to fight another day, Winburn Honey. There'll be a good race for her somewhere along the line. Oh, very nice. So the Devonport Gallops on Sunday coming up. Another 10-race card. Last week it was a, a domination by Adam Trinder, wasn't it? And his apprentice, Erica Byrne-Burke. Uh, we want some more of your tips, though, for this weekend, please. We probably wouldn't mind some tips to do a bit better than last week <laughs> as well, Breno. Uh, yeah, Trinder's just been on fire to, to start the new season. He's shot clear with the Premiership. He's on 10 winners. And, yeah, his apprentice, Erica Byrne-Burke, rode half of the eight last week. So... 
in this little stretch of Devonport racing, um, punters could do a lot worse than, than kind of stick with uh, Trinder up there in Devonport. His strike rate is simply outstanding. Yeah, we've got another eight-race card up there on Sunday. Pretty good program. A couple of horses that I like will probably be towards the, the pointy end of the market. The first of my best, Breno, race six, number two, no access. This horse, trained by John Black, has come back with a couple of flying runs this preparation. Uh, won the first of them. Rattled home to finish fourth last Sunday. Suited up in distance. I think uh, she'll be back again, but can storm over the top and uh, hopefully be too good. That's uh, race two, uh, race six, number two, no access. And the other one I'll give you is race two, number 13, Stone Cold Stunner. I don't know if you gave a few of those out, out in your day, Breno, Stone Cold Stunners, but <laughs> I'm hoping this one can get the job done for us on Sunday. It's a newbie to Tasmania. Really like the trial, though, and, and formerly trained in Victoria by Kieran Maher and David Eustace. I think its form's really good for a race like this. So uh, Glenn Stevenson often has a bit of success with tried horses, and I think that can continue on Sunday. The other one that I like, race 213, Stone Cold Stunner. Very nice, Snapper. Uh, love your work, of course. We'll keep a close eye on those tips over the weekend. And, of course, it's no secret, greyhounds that make great pets, foster or adopt a retired greyhound, gaptaz.com.au. And imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Matty Reid, thanks for your time. Have a great weekend, mate. Matthew Reid from Taz Racing. Got a text in here on the Kia Tassie open line too, Painty. The next Tassie Footy Museum display of the Mass McNair TFL Premier's Trophy and other items on display now on Level 2 at the Hobart Library featuring club jumpers, premiership medals, grand final records, Baldock brand footy boots, photos of Hudson, Devine, Leary, Bingley between 1965 and 1982. That's come in from Damien Dillon. Thanks for your text this morning, Damien. You'll pop down for a look, won't you, Brennan? Well, I went to the last one for the, for the news and it was really good. So, um, I'll tell you what I went to, which Reedy just touched on at one stage. I went to the South Australian Oaks. Did you? Final ones, yeah. yeah. Years and years ago. It was a good day, actually. There you go. Very nice. How did he indeed. go with his tips? Any good ones there that I missed? Um, we'll see you on the weekend, won't we? All right. I look forward to well, tuning in. And he's got his back against the wall after last weekend, it's fair to say. Absolutely. All right, we're off to a break on the other side. We might catch up with the cricketers that have joined us here, Gabe Bell and Mitch Owen. They're down here having a bat and bowl with the kids at the moment. You'll get out there as well and, and uh, face a few balls. Tim? I'm ready to go. Back to talk at general sport next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. We're here at Hobart Kia Movement That Inspires. Great to be here at Kia in Hobart this morning for our OB, Timothy. And the crowd is rolling in nicely here. A lot of kids want to play cricket coming in. Mm, which is coming good. In. Looking forward to seeing you out there shortly. When's having a first hit? ball being bowled? I don't know. It must be soon. It's about 7.50, I think. Okay. First ball. I've won the toss and I'm going to have a bat. Even though it looks a little <laughs> bit green and the overhead conditions outside are favourable for bowling, I'm going to strap them on and have a hit first. I like it. So now, let's get to footy finals this weekend. Regional finals are in full swim. We've got the SFL grand final here in the south tomorrow. The two rivals from down south, Huonville oh. and Signet. Might pop down and have a look at that, Brent, I think. Yeah, it's going to be a, good, be a big crowd there. I can guarantee you that. They love it. Who's going to win? Because you're obviously, we saw on last week's show, you are right across local footy. You know everything that's going well, on. I don't know it from 1990s, Tim. Oh. Well, I do, but not, I just didn't know that bit. Um, Huonville will beat Signet. They um, will? Yep. Okay. They've had a, an exceptional year, the Lions, and we'll get the job done in the decider. Um, NWFL, Devonport and Wynyard are in the prelim tomorrow to decide who will play Bernie in the grand final next week. Can't go against Wynyard. And we've got the NTFA men's 
Division One. No, the Division One was last week. The Premier Finals tomorrow. Hillwood and Rochelle in the men's, and Bridgemorth and Old Launcestonians in the women's grand final. So big, big weekend of Rachel footy Lee finals. and Old Launcestonians for me. Like and as I said, I'm back in Wynyard. I've actually played cricket for Wynyard. Would you believe? So I've got a little yeah. bit of contact up there with Shannon Bakes, Greg Sharman. Winyard boys, and I think they'll get it done this week. Very nice. Uh, TSL prelim final two on Sunday. So Big game. Whoever wins this has a really short turnaround to the grand final next well, Saturday. Well, we discussed this last week, Ren. It's literally 24 hours less than if it was played the day before. It's not the end hours, of the world. 24 hours, Tim. Um, you can adjust your training. You can recover more at the start of the week. I mean, I mean, how much do you have to train going into a grand final? It's more about recovery, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So recover every day. Don't okay. train. You don't have to go out and have a kick and run around, surely. You can get a bit of touch work, get you make sure your skills are on, and that's it. A really light week. If it's six days or seven, should not make a difference. And I don't want to hear, hear it as an excuse from any of the, right. from the Clarence or North Lonnie go through. I don't want to hear about it. Oh, I spoke to Brad Cox good yesterday. He certainly didn't want to use it as an excuse. Well, so I wouldn't good have thought they would. He'll break the TSL Games record this weekend too, which is a two-week-old record <laughs> from Josh Arnold a couple of weeks ago from Glenorchy. So Coxie will do that. And gee, I'll tell you what, Jay Bowden had the best resume in the TSL for a long time, but I think yep. Coxie might have surpassed him. He's well, you would say individually, yes, but what I count in sport, Brent, is premierships. Yep. And I would suggest that he has won more. He has. Comfortably. He has. So... You know, it's the same. I had Nick Rewatt actually on a call last week, and he said to me, I've got a bone to pick with you, Tim. Oh. You put Jack ahead of me. He in heard the it, thing. did he? Yes, he did, all the way over in America. Did he? So really? we're flying <laughs> right over there. But I said, listen, I put premierships first. Player for player, probably Rue. But Jack for getting the best out of himself, and this is another one for me. I think Cox Goodyear's probably got the best record in PSL footy because of that. Best resume. Premierships won. Hey, uh, some good news out of the Jack Jumpers yesterday. The Clint Steiner will captain the team for a third successive year, doing an unbelievable no job. So no, there. no great surprise. But two new vice captains: Jack McVay, the smiling assassin, yep. and the Swiss Army knife, Fab Krislovic, uh, elevated to. And I think Fab is very, very underrated. Yes, yeah, so I don't know enough. Not about internally. Fabies. I'm talking about externally. He yep. is a very, very good basketball player. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you don't play NBL if, you, if you're useless, that's no. for sure. But um, in terms of leadership, I really like the Jack McVay stuff. I think, yep. um, you know, we had him on the show a few weeks ago, the way he speaks. Mm -hmm. uh, if you follow his social media, just the way he goes about his life, the positivity, how hard he works. He's, mm -hmm. a, great, um, he's a great role model for, for Tassie kids, but also for the, the Jack Jumpers team. And I would suggest, I could be wrong, but he would be firming as the next captain. I would, thought, jumpers, I would have I would thought think. that's a no-brainer. Yeah. But it is all voted internally by yeah, the players, which is absolutely. great. So and that's great recognition for all three of them to get. Tell you what, we're in the firing line here. <laughs> yeah. We're right behind the stumps. Mitchie Owen's doing a great job protecting us. Well, these kids are bowling a bit quicker than <laughs> I would have thought, Brent. I might have to go and get the pads on. Oh, dear. And don't forget, too, with our Supercoach competition... Um, get around us. Together with the Mercury, we're looking for Australia's basketball super coach. There's a prize pool including cash, merchandise and NBL experiences worth over $10,000 for your local club, your coach and you. Plus, register to play super coach for your chance to win a bonus $2,500. Head to iCanWin.com.au for more details. Our group code is 400254 if you'd like to go head-to-head -head against us. How many we at, Hammer, in the league so far? 35, 35 and growing. Goodness me. One of the biggest competitions in the country, Brent. I've already decided once I win the 10 grand for winning, I'm going to give it to charity. And I think you should do the same. <laughs> Absolutely happy to do that, Tim. Now, 
Uh, I noticed the uh, the tweets fired up again last night about people <laughs> with you and Ben Stokes. Did they? After, off Why? the back what's, of what's his happened? highest, England's highest ever ODI score, Did 182. He? Oh, awesome. Good on him. What, in a dead rubber? Don't be sarcastic. Well... Oh, but I never, why that? would he's people be tweeting me about Ben Stowe scoring runs? I said he's one of the best players because in the world. Because you said he's been selfish he by is. putting himself into the ODI team. He is. He but said it himself. That. He's just got he's 182. Chasing, he wants to be known as someone who wins World Cups. Cool. I have no issue with that. Just don't retire in the first place. Oh, look. He said people, during the Ashes. I think you're being He said a during harsh. the Ashes he, he knew he was going to come out of retirement. That's my only issue, Brent. I didn't say he couldn't well, play. He Clearly, he is an absolute gun. He but there's been so many people that have retired and then come back. What's, yep. what's the and difference between that either? You've got a chip on your shoulder about Ben no, Stokes. No, I don't. I couldn't care less. Well, I, I people don't do like it all the time, sport. Tim. Exactly, and I don't like it. But it's got what, nothing to do with what him. If you just sudden, what if things change in your life? And you I didn't feel like, like it when Mal Michael did it either. Mal Michael? Yes. Forced his way out of Brisbane to Essendon, remember? He retired. I don't like when people do that. So, okay, what if you suddenly have a change of heart, though? They, they can't do that? If there's any chance you think you might have a change of heart, don't retire. Don't be Just so strong say I'm going on a, on a okay. list. He retired, and then he backed it up again in an interview and said there is no chance in June. Don't point at me. It's not my fault. <laughs> what are you pointing at me for? Had enough but, mate, what a player. And if you watch <laughs> yeah. the highlights of the innings, my God. And did we say they're probably favourites now that he's playing, particularly if he's playing well? Yes, probably, although... They haven't been playing the best cricket, England. So interesting. Oh, jeez. Oh, nearly smashed a window. That's six. What was it? Nice shot. You young fella. Nice <laughs> shot. I don't know what's been broken. I don't think it's we'll been good, though. We've had our first and last uh, outside broadcast here at Kia Hobart, was and it? that is it. It wasn't through a window. <laughs> Shutting the door. A beautiful Kia, was it? <laughs> Not. It was, it was a big crash, whatever it was. Oh. Uh, it might have been a banner. It might be just a banner. Anyway, moving along. Brent. Moving what along. else have we got? Uh, well, we, Devils. Yeah, we forgot to mention uh, Colby McKercher is back from that foot injury, which is great news. I spoke to Jeremy Webley about this earlier, earlier in the week. He did suit up last week and did the warm-up. Right. I don't so think he was ever a, a real chance of playing. But And Jez still said he's more unlikely than likely at the start of the week. So uh, that's great news if he's been picked. So he's been named this week and he's believe so. still unlikely, you think? Oh, no, I think, I think well... If he's, he's been in. named, he, he, he hopefully he'll be playing. Yep. Yeah. But uh, still a sniff, maybe, I guess, because Jez sort so of said... So missed how many weeks? Uh, the, I don't know, six weeks, maybe? Off the top of my head? Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, still, if you're coming up against them, the opposition are going to have to put some time into him, aren't they? And probably definitely. one of their best players. So. Good luck to the Devils. Absolutely travelling. Uh, where are they going? To Bendigo this week. Yes. So they've done it tough, finished in the top four and go two away finals, hopefully go through to a granny. And then where will that be? Uh, well, I imagine last... I think last year's at Icon Park. So it'll be in Victoria somewhere. That's where it is again. Hammer's giving me the thumbs up. So there you go. Mitchie, we might get you to turn around and chuck the headset on, mate, and have a chat to the Hobart Hurricanes and Tassie Tigers superstar while he's uh, here wicket-keeping. Mitchie, welcome down to Kia. Thanks for coming along and, and representing the Canes. Uh, how's things in your life going? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, good. Very good. Had a, had a couple of weeks up in Brisbane on the Gold Coast, which is nice, playing a bit of cricket, and now... Yeah, just trying not to get hit by these balls. <laughs> and Mitchie, you just come back from the last couple of days. I think you've, the Tigers have been on a uh, pre-season camp. Can you tell our listeners what, what went on there and what that's all about? Yeah, so we called it a, a culture camp. Um, it's, it's no secret that we've lost a few senior players um, in the off-season. And, yeah, look, I think we've just got a really good opportunity to get um, the young group together, um, sort of create and, and solidify our values going into the season. And, 
um, yeah, just something, find some, find some words or whatever, whatever it is to, to keep us accountable. Yeah, and you must be excited heading into the season, given what you just touched on. We've lost a few senior players. That means hopefully now you get an opportunity. I know you've probably been ready to go for, for at least a year or two. Uh, you must be excited to hopefully get a game in the Hurricanes and the Tigers and really make that count. Absolutely, yeah. I think not only just getting a game, but I think... Um, we, we spoke about it the last few days. We actually want to win, um, and, and I feel like I'm ready to, to um, yeah, help the team do that. And, and whether it, whether I play the first game, don't play the first game, whatever whatever it looks like for the season, we just want to win. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll do what it takes. Brent, I have to, I, I do have to ask him why he's here. If, if he isn't playing, particularly in the purple issue, how long are you contracted for? Good question, Pony. Oh, I'll find that out. <laughs> what do you think that, I'll send that down the line of the Adelaide Strikers. <laughs> what do you think we need old, a hard-hitting all-rounder. Old trader here, Mitch. What do you think? Turning yeah, his back oh. on his home state for cash. I oh, know. It's, it's not good, is it? Unbelievable. Oh, come not on. surprising. No, I'm happy for him. I am happy for him. You've got to fly the coop occasionally, don't you? Correct. Exactly right. Is anyone missing him in the corridors over there at Blunston or an I'd say not. Mate, uh, Scotty Barnes, the GM, is there. He's, he misses me going up there and telling them all what to do. Yeah. <laughs> he does. Look at him. <laughs> what about a Hurricanes perspective this year, Mitchie? Uh, how do you think you'll go? Obviously, success has eluded us as far as lifting the trophy goes. So a lot of focus and attention going on that to format this year? Yeah, I think um, the internationals we got, I think there's, there's a lot of experience there. And um, personally, look, looking forward to getting... Getting to know them. Um, See, and, and I, know you, them. I know you won't say this, but I didn't like one of them particularly. Yeah. If I'm Mitch Owen and the last pick in the draft is Corey Anderson, I'm sitting here going, I'm going with Painey to the Strikers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no comment. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm only joking, Barnsley, until next year. <laughs> Mate, great to see you down here today. Thanks for coming down to Kia and being part of our OB and good luck with the season ahead. No, thank you very much. Good on you, Mitchie. Mitch Owen joining us here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. We're off to a break and wrapping up the first hour of the show next. Yeah, we're down here at Hobart Kia this morning. Tim Payne's out having a bat with the kids, which is great to see. They're troubling him too on this very green deck we've got here this morning. We love to see you down here, though, on Campbell Street. Get down and say hello and have a bowl to the former test skipper, Tim Payne. Plenty coming in too on the Kia Tassie open line. You can get us on 0437 552 One here about the board. It is a great and very experienced skills-based board. They have covered all bases as far as I'm concerned. Lynchy, for example, has a lot of board and governance experience that people may not know about, as well as everything else that he brings to the table from a footy and media point of view. Thank you for your text this morning. As I said, you can get us as well. 0437 552 on the Kia Tassie open line. Hobart Kia movement that inspires. We've got a massive second hour Wall-to-wall guests coming up for you after 8 o'clock. Kath McCann will join us here at Kia. She is on the board of the Tasmania Football Club. Looking forward to having a chat to Kath. Majuk Deng will join us as well from the Jack Jumpers. He's just got back from the FIBA World Cup as part of the South Sudan team. Looking forward to chatting to Majuk as he flies out for the NBL Blitz on the Gold Coast later today with the JJs. And winding up the show with the great man, Jack Revolt. If you've got a question for Jack or Kath, or Madruk, let us know on the Kia Tassie open line. Almost had my head taken off there uh, here at Hobart Kia. The balls are flying around everywhere. Get down and say hello. We're on Campbell Street here in Hobart and get us as well, as I said, on the text 0437 552 We're off to new sport and weather and back with more next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast on a Friday morning. Good morning.
Yes, down here at DJ Kia on uh, Campbell Street, which is very, very exciting indeed. And what I like about this too, Tim, is Kath McCann has rolled in, the new board member for the Tasmania Football Club, and she sat straight in your chair, which <laughs> I think is outstanding. Welcome, Kath. Nice to see you. Uh, nice to see you both, and great to be here. Congratulations. How does it feel to be a part of something so special, the inaugural board of the Tasmanian AFL team, something we've pushed for for, for such a long time? Oh, look, it's an absolute privilege. I feel... Um, slightly overwhelmed actually and the response that we've had this week has just been it just makes it real but also just supports the case around why we have to do this the amount of support from Tasmanians from all over and not just Tasmanians here on the island but um, on the big island and overseas has just been extraordinary. How was the first few days up in Launceston when you got the group together for the first time did you know everyone and and what sort of happened I suppose you went out for dinner and then the next day you had your first official board meeting? Yeah, so we um, we met in Launceston and it was a bit like, um, you know, one of those reality TV shows, I guess. We, <laughs> we turned up and, um, no, we didn't know each other, Painey, so it was um, it was quite an experience and we had dinner together and we um, were taken through a, a session with Jack Rewalt, which was absolutely fantastic and it was probably an indication of the work that he's about to embark on across yep. Tasmania. Um, and then we had our first board meeting um, bright and early the next morning and, and that was um, terrific and great opportunity to get to know each other but also just get the lay of the land in terms of where we're at. And then uh, uh, we went out to, um, to the stadium, to Utah Stadium and the amount of media there was absolutely surpassed all of our expectations and we had a heap of kids there and you know the young ones that are the future of the sport and um, went on to a media lunch of which of course Brent was at. Um, it's good too wasn't it? We it went around fantastic. the room and spoke about what Tassie footy team would mean to us and yeah, it, was, it was really good. Yeah, you, and look the energy. Spoke? Yeah, we all had to go around yeah, the room and okay. had the microphone. It was and great. Obviously last week was very topical on our show was the discussion around the jumper. <laughs> was the Matt Ma no, mentioned. Uncle Rob was, was there too. Okay. Didn't actually bring that up. But um, what about you, Kath? How, how did the process all take place? Did you have to apply to be on the board? Did you get approached? Just tell us, take us behind the curtain, I suppose, of how you came to be on the board. Yeah, look, um, I was very fortunately approached to have a conversation, but I went through a, quite a rigorous interview process, and um, I think that's been well publicised in terms of the process and the panel that they put together was, you know, fantastic and certainly put us through put us through our measure, if you like. Um, and then we found out it all happened pretty quickly. Um, so found out sort of last week and then at that time didn't have any indication around who the other directors were. Um, and of course that all played out over the last week. Um, but it's one of those opportunities. I, you know, obviously you look at it, you don't expect to get that call and when you do, it's one of those things you just, you can't say no. It's an opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah, can you take us back a step and, and to the start of that process. So you get a phone call. From there, are you given something to come in and present on in front of uh, the board that was put together? And then where was that and, and how long did it go for? And Yeah, okay, so you got the call and um, asked if there was a, a level of interest. Um, of which I understand there were many people that received that call. 60-odd applicants, I think there was, wasn't yeah, there? there? Yeah, there you go, there you go. And then that was shortlisted. I think they said there were about 20 mm -hmm. that were actually interviewed. So from that call, uh, provide a CV and, you know, those kinds of standard, I guess, application um, procedures. Um, and then I had an online interview, which was done, um, well, there were members in the interview panel all over Australia. And as I said, I think it's been pretty well publicised, the people that were on that, including um, Andrew Dillon and... Peggy O'Neill, um, Errol, Errol Stewart, Liz Jack, and, and of course, Grant O'Brien. So um, that was a 45 minute process, had a conversation and didn't hear from there and then, then got the phone call to say, it's looking all right. You're on. Yeah, Thanks. still with some more approval processes with the AFL and you know all the other bits and bobs, but yeah, a terrific phone call to receive. 
Kath McCann is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast, a new board member with the Tasmanian AFL Club. For those that don't know about you, Kath, you've done so much over your career, Hobart Airport, Tourism Tasmania, Federal Group, currently at Beacon, of course, Beacon Foundation, Bank of Us Director, Chair of the Royal Tasmania Botanical Gardens, uh, Tasmanian Development Board Member. I'm not sure how you got the gig. You haven't done enough, have you? <laughs> Hockey Tasmania. Mate, Hockey Tasmania. <laughs> Gee whiz. Unbelievable. the time. <laughs> You've done a bit, though. You, you must feel like you can add a lot to this position. Yeah, look, I think um, as you progress through your professional journey, as you guys rightly know, you, you want to get yourself in a position where you're doing things that you're really passionate and you really care about. And that's been my journey and one that I continue to be on. And when this one presented, it, it, it is a culmination. I've got, I do feel really strongly that I've got heaps of skills and experience to contribute. But I also have that passion and, you know, I've grown up in a footy family. I absolutely love sport of all, all codes. So, and I, I genuinely think Tasmania deserves this. So I just, I just can't wait to get going with it. Absolutely. And Jack Rewald already announced. What, what are, I suppose, are the next steps for the club? What are the most yep. crucial appointments that we need to make in the coming months? Yeah, so um, Jack's obviously talked about the fabric work that he'll be undertaking. And I think he's talked about getting into all communities across the state. So it's absolutely terrific to have him here. And he presented to the board this week. And it was fair to say that it was absolutely outstanding. Yep. So can't wait to see that work get underway. And I think he's going to be met with open arms, footy clubs all over the state. It'll be terrific. So that, that'll be the first thing. We'll regroup as a board in October, but there's already, we can imagine, there's correspondence moving around the board around things we have to do. Uh, the number one priority is obviously getting our business plan in, in place. So uh, we've made a commitment to have that done by the end of this calendar year. And that business plan will clearly set a roadmap, I guess, for us in terms of priorities. And one of those ones will be executive recruitment, which I think everyone will be interested in. Um, in terms of appointing those key roles. So are those decisions not made yet, but the business planning process over the next couple of months will really shake that out. What about, uh, we had a text from a, a listener before wanting to know when we might see a design for Macquarie Point Stadium and, and, and some, some stuff around that and also the High Performance Centre. I think Grant said the other day that wants some sort of plans in place for yep. the, the new new year around that. So is that the timeline from your point of view as well? Yeah, so the training administration, high performance is key for us in terms of getting that moving and um, we obviously there needs to be a site selected pretty quickly and um, that work really does need to kick off in earnest next calendar year. So that is a high priority for the board and obviously there's a heap of conversation going on around that. As Has there been places shortlisted already? Yeah, perhaps? yeah. there's been some discussion about those and, and quite a bit of discussion in the media over the last few weeks around, you know, councils and preferences, but there's certainly no decision made yeah. at this point. Were some of those around the mark? We haven't actually had a detailed discussion as a yep. board yet, but we will over the coming weeks. But I think it's fair to say there's pros and cons of all of them. Yep. So, But it, it is so important to get that facility right, as you know, Tim, for athletes and attracting the right and athletes. And so we want the High Performance Centre ready by what sort of date? Yeah, look, so that needs to also be worked through. The timelines with the AFL will come off the back of the business plan, but it is a key piece of infrastructure that needs to happen imminently. So I think if my, uh, my expectation is correct, it'll be 2025 right. um, that we need to see that that building actually complete. And at first that'll be used by the VFL team, yeah. Devils, and, and at some stage do the underage programs integrate through that club as well? Yeah, so the, the timelines on VFL, you know, AFLW, VFLW, all of those decisions still are not set in concrete. So as I said, the business plan will allow us to have those conversations with the AFL to get the, the chronology, if you like, all planned out. So I know there's a lot of um, enthusiasm about those decisions and, and those timeframes. It's just going to be a little bit of wait and see as we work through that. But we know the expectation of the community is to get that sorted. 
I think there was some talk during the week that we might see an AFLW team first. I think that was going to be secondary uh, to start with and coming after the men's team, but is there a chance that might happen first? Oh, look, I think all, all timelines, all bets are on, if you like, in terms of what happens, and the business plan will obviously play a key role in that. But um, there's no doubt um, we see a massive opportunity with this club, with our women and our men coming online at the same time. And when I say same time as the club, we're terribly excited about what that opportunity does in terms of the culture of this club. And for the kids out there leading into Christmas, the chairman touched on the news the other night that yeah. there will be some gear um, from the Tassie Devils or the Tassie football team coming out before Christmas. So that's exciting for kids. And, and where will they be able to get that from? Yeah, so um, the, the first thing I'd say is if you haven't already, sign up to be a believer. So it's Believe Tasmanian. You know, get online and sign up because the merch that comes through before Christmas will be of the believers, yep. um, if you like, theme. Um, so, so that's where you'll get the information on that. And I'd encourage everyone to do that. Over 100,000 sign up already, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. And that's where we can keep people up to, date, up to date in terms of what's happening. In terms of actually, I think it's come up, the colours, the theme song, the, the, the actual, you know, the name of the club, that won't be until the start of next, next footy season. So the merch that you'll see before Christmas will be Believers, uh, but there'll be more to follow in the new year. Yeah, and then a lot of work, as you said, there's 100,000 Believers to transfer them into Tasmania Football Club absolutely. members. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What, what's your thoughts on the brand, Kath? Uh, Tim's pretty passionate <laughs> about not using the map all regularly, the yeah. occasionally. Do you have a preference? Do we start fresh like the Jack Jumpers did, or do we try and hose down on that uh, tradition that we've got with the map, etc.? It's a really interesting conversation, and um, I'm actually quite interested. Jack's obviously going to go around and talk to Tasmanians, and I'm, I'm of the firm, belie firm belief that we want Tasmanians to have a say in what that looks like. Um, I think it, it is really, really important. Whatever we come up with is something that we're all proud of and that represents all of us in a way that we can see, obviously, ultimately, a, a club that is successful, not just on the field, but how it brings Tasmanians together off the field. What about uh, the board itself? How often do you expect to meet? Yeah, look, I think the, um, the amount of work that's required early is going to be... There's a fair bit, fair bit to do, and uh, Grant O'Brien's just done a power of work, and, and James Henderson particularly, and the guys that have been involved in the task force up until now. So there is an opportunity, hopefully, for us to share the load a bit and get some of that work moving. Um, in terms of now, between now and up to Christmas, it'll definitely be monthly board meetings, but probably more regular in terms of the interactions, and then we'll, we'll sort of stop and settle and work out what the, the pattern or the routine will look like next year. But... I think what I would say is seeing the, the other eight directors around that table and the amount of passion and enthusiasm they've got for this project, that I, I just can't imagine that everyone's not going to go above and beyond to do whatever they can to, to get this club moving. Yeah, absolutely. And a few of the, the directors are on the mainland, so do we are we expecting to meet face-to-face -face once a month or are we... You know, since COVID, we've seen Zooms yeah. and Microsoft Teams and all that stuff, preferably face-to-face. -face, Absolutely. Though. And I think, I mean, you can just tell by the energy in the room this week and being the amount of enthusiasm and passion, you, you get face-to-face -face and just you can feel that yeah. energy lift. So I think that would always be the preference. But, of course, as we've got stuff to do in between board meetings, no doubt there'll be a need for, for online and those kinds of conversations as well. Before we let you go, we know you're passionate about hockey. You've got the grand finals this weekend yeah. in the Premier League, which is exciting. You've got big Oscar over there who's he's going to be he's in the building. taking part. Uh, future cook I don't want to put too much pressure on the great man, but they're saying future Kookaburra Pony about Oscar. So big weekend of hockey though. Just run us through the grand finals quickly. Yeah, look um, it's been a massive year for Tassie for hockey and um, no doubt the success of the Tasmania under-18 boys winning the Nationals has been massive. But 
you know, we get to Premier League Grand Final weekend and it's it's always a brilliant weekend. It usually rains and gets a bit windy, which always adds to the <laughs> it atmosphere. Tonight, yeah. Doesn't it? Does it start tonight, the Grand Finals? Oh, uh, we've like had Grand Finals all week with the juniors. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, I can't I can't not mention my husband playing in the third grade men <laughs> Grand Final tomorrow morning as well, 10.45. And he'll tell me that'll be match of the day. But, um, yeah, no, we've got the women um, coming out at 1.45. Um, Northwest grads are taking on the Diamondbacks and... Um, a lot of the women that will be out there playing tomorrow are in the Tassie Tigers squad who are about to take off for Hockey One. So um, expecting a really good, tight tussle there. I think the, the Diamondbacks girls have, have been a long time between, between chocolates, if you like, in terms of premiership opportunities. I think it was 2003 for them, but expecting a tight tussle. Northwest grads for me. You're going the grads? Yeah. yeah Got an yeah. employee down at the gym, BFT, oh, Rachel yeah. Hedgeman, who's R playing. Right, so. okay, yeah. Diamondbacks was first through, though, weren't they? Diamondbacks were first through, Pressure. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Diamondbacks got a fairly new group, a lot of young ones in there. But, um, yeah, it's, I, I expect that'll be a super game. And then that'll be followed up at 3.30 with the men's when we've got um, university also taking on the grads. And hopefully we'll have Eddie Ockenden in the house this weekend. Of course, he's grads. That's his, his club. Um, and, look, um, uni have fought, fought through. They've done it the hard way, but um, to get through it went to shootouts. So I you can only expect it's going to be a great game out there. And I'd encourage anyone, you know, get to any finals, any code across the state this weekend because there's nothing quite like final sport. Yeah, I was about to say, no better time of year is there with no. local, local sport finals. It's awesome. Kath, congratulations on becoming a board member Thank with you. the Tasmanian AFL Club. It's really exciting. Appreciate you being here with us this morning at uh, Kia. Thanks, and thanks for you guys. Your ongoing support's awesome. Thanks very thanks, much. Kath. Kath McCann joining us here at Kia this morning. We're off to a break. On the other side of it, we're going to look at basketball with Majuk Deng from the Jack Jumpers. He's next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Souths don't have numbers. Chayakan, look out below with that one-handed throwdown. But good night, Juba. That's Juba Airlines as Dang just flies up in the sky. Yeah, it's time for our next guest here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. He recently returned from the FIBA World Cup after representing South Sudan. His name is Majuk Deng. He's a star jack jumper as well. Welcome to SEN Tassie Breakfast, Majuk. Uh, thank you for having me. Great to talk to you, mate, and welcome back to Tassie. You, you sort of got here a few months ago and then you had to leave pretty much straight away to go and play at the, the FIBA World Cup, but it must have been an amazing experience for you. Yeah, it definitely has. Um, the whole month, the whole trip, um, you know, it's hard to put it in words. Um, pretty much, it's like a movie, pretty much, you know, and to be a part of it was a um, great experience. Had the chance to talk to your, your teammate, Junior Madut, the other day at Jack Jumper's training, and we were talking about um, basketball in South Sudan. He said it wasn't really a, a sport, a chosen sport there, even 10 years ago, but it's come on in leaps and bounds. It was mostly about soccer. But so how have you seen the rise of the sport in your, in your home nation? Um, yeah, it's definitely. Um, it just came out of nowhere. Because um, uh, back home, we don't have any sort of basketball facilities. You know, it's all, it's all football, which is soccer, um, which is you can play on any ground. Um, but yeah, basketball, you need hoops. You need like a, a court, outdoor court then. And we only have one in one in one city in the whole country, and and so a lot of people don't get access to that. And all the people, all the diaspora um, um, that play basketball in the Western world, um, you know, Lul Deng did a great job putting everything together because he didn't get a chance to play for South Sudan. 
and um, and he and he thought it would be a great idea to put the team together to give people a chance to uh, represent the country um, if they wish. And uh, him doing that um, kind of brings everything together. And now uh, we have a, a pretty solid team in South Sudan. No doubt about that. You've qualified for, for Paris Olympics, of course, which is outstanding. And um, and then you were ready to come home and be here for the Jack Jumpers, but you were you and the team were called back to, to South Sudan by the president. Tell us about that. And, and Junior was telling me it was like being a rock star as you arrived back home. <laughs> yeah, we... Um yeah, after the, our last game, we had no clue that we were going to be going back home to Juba. So I was ready to fly back here. Um, uh, so we got home because we had a late game. We um, we got on the bus around around 10, going back to the hotel. By 11, the, the president had called uh, Luol Deng, um, saying that, um, you know, you guys have been invited to go to Juba by the president. So, um, you know, so that kind of changed a lot of things, and it was late up here. So I had to text God and <laughs> that I won't be returning tomorrow. We have been invited to go to Cuba, and um, it was some one of those experiences that I didn't want to miss, uh, especially where the basketball putting everybody together in the country. Uh, we made history. Um, it's one-in-a-lifetime opportunity, so we took that, and... Um, yeah, went up there for about four days and um, great experience it was. And um, when we landed, there was thousands and thousands of people at the airport. And, you know, I never knew how much basketball could do uh, to everybody. And uh, just seeing everybody, people laughing, people crying, and just like for joy, it, it was amazing. Um, yeah, I could never imagine... <laughs> um, people being praised for doing something like that, you know. Um, so it was amazing. So for sure, was, um, um, you know, amazing, greatest thing ever. Majuk Deng from the Tasmania Jack Jumpers is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning. Let's switch to the, the JJ's Majuk. You're off to the Gold Coast this afternoon to take uh, part in the NBL Blitz coming up on the Gold Coast. You must be looking forward to, to getting back into NBL mode and getting ready for the season, which only starts in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Um, mainly just for um, to play with my brothers. Um, you know, I miss we miss me and Junior miss a whole month of training camp. So we we sort of behind with a lot of things. But to be on the court with them, playing with somebody else is different. Um, to see where we're at is one thing that I'm looking forward to. Not really worried about other people, but it's uh, the test that we have ahead. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, see where we're at, um, see where I'm at uh, personally with the team and the system. Um, so, yeah, it's a great test. And how about the move to Tasmania for you? Obviously, we've seen you um, in the NBL for a number of years, but it was a, a, an easy decision, a tough decision for you to make your way down south? Um, the, the situation made it a lot easier for me to be here. Um, you know, and I didn't really know a lot of um, Tasmania besides when we do the blitz here and playing here. But um, being out here now, um, it's worth it, you know. Um, people are real friendly, and I'm a family person, and they, you know, everyone has been really, really nice. 
to my family. So it, it made that decision a lot easier to be here. Well, mate, we can't wait to see you as part of the Jack Jumpers squad. Uh, well, it starts this weekend, doesn't it, up there on the Gold Coast, but particularly in a couple of weeks' time, the first game in Perth in, well, must be three or two, two or three weeks today, which is really, really exciting. Uh, good luck for the season ahead, Majuk, and thanks for joining us on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Majuk Deng, can't wait to see him in action for the JJs this season. Uh, very noisy down here at Kia. Tim Payne's out there having a bat with the kids. We've got plenty coming in too on the Kia Tassie open line. One here from David. Bruno, any news on Brighton Cricket Club going into recess? Well, haven't had a chance to chase this story yet, David, but I believe that is true. Uh, the rumour is Brighton is out of the CTPL this season. Plan to get onto that one today. Another one here from David. Bear two from three with Miles last week. Need to get him back on. And he has declared one for this weekend. Even more support here for Bear Robinson. Bear still putting on a clinic on Milo's show. Two winners last week. You blokes need him back. At least there is good banter. Ray from Brighton. Thanks for your text, Ray. Not sure if that's a proper name or not. And another one here. Morning, lads. Great to listen to Kath. All of the appointees to the inaugural Taz team board are fantastic people and bring an incredible skill set to the table. Go the Tazzy Trouts. That's from Flash in Latrobe, one of our regular listeners there. Thanks for your text, Flash. Well, we're off to new sport and weather now. There's still time to get down here and see us, though, at Kia on Campbell Street. We'd love to see you down here. But up next, we're going to talk to the great man, Damien Wright, who's going to have a tip for the races for us this weekend. That's next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. SEN Tassie Breakfast from Kia here on Campbell Street. Great to be here on a Friday morning. Great to see the man sitting opposite me, opposite to me as well, Damien Wright. Welcome back. Morning, Breno. How are you, mate? Very well indeed. Good. And uh, you're going nicely. Picked the inevitable to win last week, but... Ran second, so yeah, not too it was, bad. It was a little bit tough, wasn't it? It was a great run, though. I thought it, um, you know, first half was fantastic. So the run second uh, was a, was a great effort. It was. What do you got for us this week? Maybe, pressure um, on? Sorry, I'm back on. By oh, the yeah, way, Brennan. Back. Yeah, I've just been just <laughs> carrying um, the show. Same, same issues, Roddy. Wouldn't be surprised. I've been knocked over <laughs> twice this morning. Both of them by left arm in swing. Exactly right. I'll so watch that too. Things don't change. That's fair exactly to say. right, mate. <laughs> no, from uh, look, this little segment's growing legs, isn't it? Isn't it's terrific. It? And I've, I've had a couple of text messages from, would you believe, from Adelaide and, uh, and, and Melbourne. So I thought, well, we better bring a tip for them as well, mate. Okay. Well, so a winner one. would be good because Brent. Brent worries me at times he he doesn't mind mediocrity and he said then no, you had a good week Roddy we ran second yes. no Brent we're not about was coming a, second was there was a famous what was the though? movie tell a budget of whatever you're not first you are last <laughs> all right well, 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 yeah. Roddy you need a win right, there's got... plenty of text here for Bear Robinson to come back on the key Tassie <laughs> open line giving it well look tip. here we go there's one at Randwick for you race seven number nine fangirl is one of my favourite horses. A good Group 1 winner last start. And at Melbourne, race 5, number 15, Legacies. Hey, hang on, are the Tassie horses out there? Here the it comes. No, it's coming, Breno. Okay. There's a couple of extras. Yeah. All right. All right. And then the, the, for our fans over in Adelaide, there's one at Morphville, race 9, number 2, Hypothetical. Now, okay. get your pens and paper ready. Here I it am. is. Hold on. <laughs> I'm getting it ready. Devonport. Very tough to find a winner up there this <laughs> week. But I think I've found one race. Seven, number two, Max Relaxed. Going okay. for three in a row on the track, Breno. So Maxie gone. Yeah, that's my tips All for right. the weekend. Well, we'll have a close look at those. And but we've just got to be really clear. The only one that counts on this show in terms of holding his spot. Yep. Because Bear has been sent back to the twos, as we've spoken about. <laughs> yeah. He's taken his medicine. He's improved as a punter. He's gone on to Miles' show. And he stood up. 
Now, Damien is feeling the heat. He's he needs right. a win. It's important to feel the pressure, though, Breno, isn't it? Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It's how you do your best work. Some exactly would say right, you mate. thrive under it. I Damien. do, mate. I do. What's on for your weekend, Roddy? Mate, not much. I think I'll be watching those tips run in. Yes. Uh, and I'm actually going to get over to watch the uh, footy grand final, Huonville versus Signan. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going for the Huonville Lions and... Toddy and the boys there. I hope they, they, so uh, they get Breno's the chocolates. Them. Yes, yeah. I think they'll win. They've had a very, very yeah. good season. They'll be tough to beat. They won the semi a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Get and themselves in there first. So. Uh, I have no doubt, Brenner, they'll be celebrating with having a beach club. Oh, so there, there, there you go. There it is. Ching, ching. Very nice. Roddy, great to see you. Thanks for coming in to Kia this morning. And uh, we'll see you next week, hopefully. Thanks, boys. Have Fingers a great weekend. Damien right there, our tipster of the week. Looking forward to seeing how it all goes, Timothy. And uh, seeing if Roddy can re retain his spot on the show. Hey, um, back him in. How about Warren from Chemist Warehouse? Just oh, dropping by this, the Kia OB this morning. And he's dropped oh, us off some. Oh, my word. It's a, a towel and some, a nice scent there. Run us through it. Giorgio Armani fragrances. Have a look at that. Can we get that on camera, please? <laughs> Thank you, Warren. Very kind. Well, friends at Chemist you. Warehouse looked after us superbly. Definitely. Big supporters of the show, Breno. But we like it when they make it a bit more personal and give us free stuff. I know you're a huge fan of anything free. <laughs> Turn it up. Hey, we're going to get to a break because on the other side of it, we've got our superstar from the new Tasmanian AFL club, the Ambassador. Jack Revolt is next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. We're here at Hobart Kia, movement that inspires. Yes, here at Kia Hobart and Hobart Kia movement that inspires, of course. Great to be here. Great that Tim Payne has joined me back at the desk as well after fending off a few very tough deliveries out there on that. Some good ones. Pitched him. Knocked over a couple of times too. Yes, very nice. a bit upsetting, but anyway. All right, it's time to straighten up and get to our next guest. He is a superstar, of course, and this week took on a brand new job with Tasmania's AFL club. It is the superstar from Tigerland, Jack Revolt. Welcome back, Jack, to SEN Tassie Breakfast. Ah, uh, back where it all started, boys. How are we? Good, mate. Now, just take it easy on Breno this morning. He's a little bit jealous. You're back in Tassie. He's feeling a bit of pressure under his seat here at SEN. I've guaranteed him that we probably won't be bringing the podcast back together anytime soon, so he can relax, can he? No, we're, um, well, you should be thanking us, Brent, that we started the show, and then obviously they uh, filled our shoes with uh, your feet. Um, Flashman's been booted to the Saturday, so uh, so it's uh, no good to be back here. Good to be chatting, Tazzy, uh, and good to be uh, back on the airways with you, Pony. Well, Jack, I reckon we get rid of Pony and you and I do the show. That'll be even better um, when you get down here more. <laughs> That'd yeah. be great. Settle, hey, big week, settle, mate. Settle. <laughs> it's been a big week. Uh, we're up in Launceston on Wednesday, of course, for the, the big board announcement and your new role, of course. And you'll be charged with the task of uh, building the club's DNA or the fabric as it's known. Just give us an idea of what your role is going to look like. Uh, it's an interesting one. Like, it's, um, I mean, at the moment, I'm hesitant to sort of pigeonhole it to, to anything, really, because it's sort of, um, I'm, I'm an information gatherer, really, over the next, sort of period of time which will be just travelling around the state sort of in chunks and, and hearing how the, the, the state wants to be represented and the people want to be represented by their football club and um, it'll be building that sort of dossier of stories and tales and um, ideas together to fundamentally come up with what the fabric of, of our organisation will look like and, and that isn't just... Um, exclusively AFL, that'll be uh, a whole host of stories that, that make Tasmanians Tasmanians. Um, and ultimately, that's how we want to be represented. And 
and we can sort of transcend that into into a way our football club culture is built on and a, and a way our team plays. Jack, have you got an idea or a roadmap, I guess? Like a, we, we heard during the week that you'd be going to nearly every community or footy club in the state. Like where, where do you start with that firstly? Uh, and then secondly, time frame on when this sort of fabric identity will be released or is it something that's going to be an internal thing or is it going to be sent out um, you know, through media and to members of the club, foundation members? Yeah, so the, the roadmap payment is an interesting one. It's sort of just um, trying to, to figure out what the, when the best time is to, to go down and, and, and visit everyone and make sure everyone feels like they, they get their say and, and has their opportunity to um, voice what they would like their football club to, to represent. Um, so that'll probably happen probably early next year, I would have thought, when footy's back in the swing of things. And, and the vehicle for that will be an interesting one. Like, it'll probably be... Uh, community visits, but also um, what I've sort of phrased to the board as pie night. So um, I always remember selection night at Clarence Football Club on a Thursday night was always pie night. So um, having that the ability to sort of open the, the local community hall and invite everyone along really to have their say. Um, and then there'll be a whole host of key interviews as well, which will be um, with individuals. So it's, that, that'll, be, um, that'll be a process that happens probably over the the next six months, but putting a time frame on actually coming up with a um, a finished product. Well, there, there really is no time time frame on this because it's it'll be an ever evolving sort of beast and, and what it looks like now um, as compared to when the teams run out for the first time in, in whatever year that may be will be completely different. We just want to set a platform up so that when we do come into the competition at our women's and men's level that. Not only are we coming into the competition to play, we're coming into the competition to win and belong and um, excel. So a whole host of things will happen, but um, there's no rush on anything at the moment. Jack Revolt is our very special guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning. Jack, being in Melbourne, what's the, the feeling like about Tasmania over there at the moment and obviously all the talk around Macquarie Point and the High Performance Centre, etc.? Well, I can give you a little scoop, boys. Yesterday, I went down to get a coffee at my local um, local cafe, and Jeff Brown was down there actually, who um, <laughs> has been probably one of the people that's not not vehemently against the Tasmanian team, but he was very opposing early on. And um, his son Tom was was very outspoken about the Tasmanian program and and the hesitancy from some certain presidents and. We're very, him, not many words. <laughs> not not many words were spoken between myself and Jeffrey. Uh, a little nod of the head and just straight past ships in the night style. Uh, but no, I, I think there's a level of excitement. Um, I mean, I, I chatted to Peggy O'Neill a little bit, who was on the uh, the board selection panel, and she, she's really excited for Tasmania. And I mean, what an, what an amazing opportunity for for us to to share our state to to the mainland. And, and mainlanders and, and people from overseas to, to come down and follow their football team down. Hopefully they lose and, and they still get to have a good time down in the uh, Apple Isle. Yeah, Jack, you're obviously starting in the ambassador role. What about personally, um, aspirational-wise? Are, are you looking to extend this into something bigger and more formal down the track as, as we come close to playing in AFL footy? I know a lot of people down here would love to have you involved in the football space in some way in the future. Yeah, look, Paddy, it's something that hasn't been on my radar um, to, to coach or, or be involved in the actual footballing space. But, I mean, like I said before, the, the, 
the program now look, look completely different to what it looks like in, in, in four or five years when the team is around. And, and I mean, my, my mind might change um, in that. My sort of passion lies in that sort of leadership culture space. I mean, I've got my own company as well, which, which deals in this area with um, sort of corporate here in, in, in Victoria and, and around Australia. So we... Um, I mean, I'm really passionate about that. I've been lucky enough to be involved in a really successful culture for a period of time now in professional sports and that transition into to working for Tasmanian government and the Tasmanian people and ultimately the Tasmanian team is, is one that I feel very lucky to be involved in and um, I'm, I'm quite humbled to be to be heading up the role and, and ultimately listening to all these fantastic stories that I'll, uh, I'll find in every sort of nook and cranny of the state. What's it look like for you, Jack? I spoke to you the other day. You're going to move down here for three months or so, but do you see yourself living here eventually once the team kicks in and moving the whole family back permanently? Or yeah, it's an interesting one, Brent. Like it's sort of, um, I mean, we're we're quite embedded in here over in Victoria. I've got three young children. Um, obviously, I'll still do some work for Fox Footy and and uh, also have the, the business as well. So that's just juggling the balance there, but. I mean, yeah, the, the, the initial part of it looks like a sort of three-month stint over, over Christmas um, and the start of next year just to sort of go down and enjoy some time off for starters. I haven't had a chance to, to take a breath for a while, but um, I'm looking forward to doing that. My old man's going to Sydney to Hobart, so I'll be um, there supporting him for that when he comes into Constitution Dock and then hit the ground running in, in the new year and, and use as a bit of a base to, to start to get out and about and... and and start the uh, the work for the um, for the board and for the team. Uh, what about cousin Nick? I, I got a call from him during the week. He wasn't happy with me. Firstly, that I ranked you ahead of him in all-time <laughs> Tasmanian footballs, but I said, look, we love premierships here at Breakfast Tasmania. Our, have you spoken to him? He's obviously on the task force. Is he likely to be involved uh, further down the track? Yeah, no. Look at the moment. I think just the fact of um, that he that he lives in in, in America, or he's living in America currently, um, sort of keeps him out of, of having a, a role um, at the club. But look, I think down the line, look, if he is to move back, which um, I, I think is a, a high possibility that he's back here in in Australia, then I've got no doubt that he'll be putting his hand up to do something. Um, I did. Here though, Paney, that he was extremely flat about, um, extremely flat about, flat about your feedback in the terms of who was <laughs> the uh, the better cousin, and gosh, that filled me with a lot of joy. Now, a couple more before we let you go, Jack. Um, the board itself, what did you make of all the people coming together and um, the experience that, that there's going to be there? They seem to have ticked all the boxes. Yeah, they have, Brent. It's, um, obviously, I've sort of gone in eyes wide open, really. I don't know a lot of people on the board. I, I know I've, I've met Grant and I've met James Henderson um, before, and I obviously know Lynchy. And, and funnily enough, Roger Curtis got me off a charge in my last year playing for Clarence um, uh, against North Hobart. I got reported by AFL umpire now, Nick Foote. So I sort of know a few people, <laughs> but a lot of other people I haven't met before. But... We had, we had an informal catch-up on the Tuesday night before the launch of the board, and it was just great to, to hear everyone's stories. We, we, we shared stories about who we are, what's important to us, and why we're here. And um, I mean, that was that was really important. The group seems um, slightly more slanted towards the government and uh, governance, sorry, and legal side of things. So that's um, 
fundamentally at the moment, making sure that we get all the checks and balances in place so that when we start to, to hit the ground running with football and things may come back to a bit more of a football slant, we, we've, got, um, we've got everything set up from a business point of view. Got him still? Yeah. Jack, he lost last him. one. No, my, my um, <laughs> last one, I don't know if you saw during the week, but Breno's head's been bobbling down here because he was the first one to break news of your role some month ago, and he's absolutely no, filthy not. that Carolyn Wilson printed it as an exclusive. He can't believe it. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> uh, I haven't done many interviews with Carrie, but that one was, um, that was a, a two-hour interview because I was driving from Orford to Launceston through Lake Leak there, um, and the phone kept dropping in and out. But um, one thing with Bruno is we did a bit of a table for the media post at the launch the other day, and he was quick to introduce himself as Win TV and SEN's own. Yeah, That's absolutely. What he said. SEN's own. Um, <laughs> the face of both, obviously, SEN and, uh, and Win TV. So he's, um, yeah, he's a bit of head wobble there at the moment, Bruno. Come on. <laughs> Well, speaking of head wobble, Jack, I'll leave you with this one. I didn't know this, but Tim Payne played one senior game with Clarence uh, back in the day. Were you playing then, or was it a bit before your time? And do you remember anything about this one match? No, I, I wasn't playing, but I was lucky enough to have Payne as a runner, I'm pretty sure, back oh, in the yeah, day. Yeah, that's right. Correct. Him and, yeah. him and Rhett, Rhett Lockyer used to swap the running <laughs> duties. Uh, Hot dogs. For the Clarence Football Club back in the day. The, big, the lock dogs. Oh, goodness, man. Very good. Well, mate, great to give up your time for us this morning. Really appreciate you joining us here. And back on the show, you started. So the legacy is still here, which is fantastic. And we look forward to seeing how your new role unfolds here in Tasmania and having you back here in the state. Yeah, cheers, guys. No doubt ratings have been going up ever since uh, the flashman <laughs> and me jumped off. <laughs> uh, thanks Jack Jack Revolt there joining us here on SEN Tassie Breakfast and what a great appointment as our first official employee for our Tasmanian AFL team we're off to a break coming back to wind up the show next and we're going to toast someone Tim thanks to 9-11 our toast of the week that's next to wind up the show here on SEN Tassie Breakfast we're live from Kia here in Hobart on a Friday morning Almost out of time here on SEN Tassie Breakfast for another Friday morning. We're here at Kia in Hobart, of course. It's been a great morning. Text in here on the Kia Tassie open line. If Jack needs any ideas about the fabric of the new club, he could do worse than talk to the Jack Jumpers organisation. Well, I'm sure they'd be on the list. Absolutely. They're a story talk in themselves, about culture. aren't they? Exactly But right. I can't wait to see the outcome of, of his body of work because it's going to be huge. He's going to have to speak to a lot of people. And like you said, there's going to be so many great stories to tell. And how do you then weave that into what the club stands for and, and then how do you get the players on board that it's going to be uh, again like this whole thing it's going to be a great journey to watch unfold certainly we're on our toast of the week thanks to 9-11 your local bottle shop choose to drink oh, we wise, love our toast yes definitely we'd uh, love to toast everyone that's turned up here to key at hobart today it's been a great morning you've had to fend off a lot of uh, very fast deliveries out there on almost got killed by the balls well there's been one me. disappointing thing brent to be honest that, that you didn't come up and bowl one single delivery Good. No one needed to see that. You, are, well, you are really gun-shy about what's happening. Someone had to run the show while you went off for half an and, hour. And speaking of the... Tim, we've got to go. You no. can't, if you're going to say Is it a Willie Smith bone dry? We've got to get out of bone here. Dry? It's a bone dry. We'll see you Monday morning for more SEN Tassie Breakfast 7 to 9.